Welcome into the Bears Coaches Show with Head Coach Matt Nagy, brought to you by Whipley CPAs and Consultants. Jeff Joniak with you until 8 o'clock here tonight on News Radio 105.9 WBBM. And Coach Nagy here until the bottom of the hour. And then we'll be joined by Defensive Coordinator Sean Desai after 7.30 tonight. Uh, good evening, Matt. Uh, first and foremost, uh, how are you feeling? Everybody would like to know uh, how your health is. Yeah, hi, Jeff. Appreciate it. No, I'm, I'm feeling a lot better, and it's, it's good. And, you know, I just... Uh, yeah, it was it was wasn't wasn't easy watching that game yesterday on TV, but that's a part of how this thing goes. And uh, um, you know, we gotta we gotta be able to regroup and, and get back at it. How many times did you jump out of your chair, or you know, pull out whatever hair you have left on your head? As a yeah, as a fan, then, you're a fan at yeah. that point. No, no, you really are, and it's uh, um, you, you know, you just put your phone to the side. You don't look at it. Uh, you don't want any calls or text messages. You just want to watch the game and be entrenched and. I know on the touchdown pass that Justin had, you know, I started yelling and it, I was just real excited and just happy for, for the guys. And, um, you know, and then you go through and you just, you, you go through the rest of the game and, you know, just the way that went in the second half, uh, you just really wish we could have came out of there with the win. And so that, that's probably the, the, the most difficult part, obviously. So assuming that you'd have Jeff and Tom on the radio listening to the broadcast, but it's hard to time up with the television. So you're, do you have the TV sound down? Are you just absorbing it on your own? Or did you have it cranked up? No, I had it down low and I, I just was, I was just trying to, uh, to, to watch the game um, from my perspective yeah. and just get a feel you, you are able to see replays and you can see a lot of things that you can't see down on the sideline. Um, so that, that part is good. But uh, for the most part, it was more about visual than audio. What'd you learn about this experience uh, about your own self? Yeah, um, you know, very difficult being away uh, when everybody else is is um, is back at the facility all week. Um, I had no clue what to expect for those three and a half hours on game day. I, I had no clue, and it was it was hard. Um, you know, I mean, I was just I just was at a point where I, I I've I, again, it, it was kind of crazy, but I, I can remember, you know, back in 1993 when I was growing up watching a basketball game, I, I was a, a Michigan fan and watching them, uh, they were down big, like 20 points to UCLA uh, in the 93 uh, NCAA tournament. And I remember watching the game and being like superstitious and not moving and they started creeping back and winning. And so I was kind of, I found myself yesterday, like just sitting here, uh, watching the game and I, we were good things were happening and I wasn't moving. You know, I was just, shoot, I was just staying in the moment and it's just hard. It's weird. It's different. Uh, you don't want to do it, but it is what it is. And, um, you know, it's just, it's just, uh, it was a part of the protocol. Heck, I used to have my dad, uh, we'd be watching a game and things were getting out of hand losing. I'd leave. And then when I can hear him yelling down in the basement, and he wouldn't let me back down because I, I, I left. <laughs> yeah. It was superstitious. But you can appreciate what fans in a different perspective now sure. go through. Sometimes, hey, I even lose that a little bit uh, from a fan perspective because we're absorbed in what we're doing professionally. I think for sure. I, you, can, you can definitely understand um, how that can go from, from that side of it. And, and uh, uh, again, just, just how, how that is. And it's totally different. It's totally different watching it on TV than being down on the sideline and everything that goes on. And you can definitely see a, a, lot, a lot. You see a lot throughout the game and just little with the, with the replays and stuff that they show. And you can get the feel too from the game as well, just kind of how the momentum's going. But, um, you know, that, that's probably the biggest thing that I noticed. All right, we can probably point to uh, a series or two that turned the outcome in this one. Uh, you're up 16-9. 
You're outscored 24-6, but the drive before the half, you get a field goal and no touchdown. You know you're getting the second half kickoff, but they get the bomb. I thought they were they did the, the clock running. I thought, okay, are they really doing this? The bomb for the to the three for the field goal, and then out of the locker room, you have a 13-play drive, but to a field goal. Yeah. And, and that seemed where the slippage felt. Would you agree? Yeah. So we we didn't come away with a touchdown uh, on third and goal. We lost four yards. It was first and goal at the five. We lost. We ended up losing uh, four four yards. Um, you know, at, at a you know those times in the red zone. Like so, when you get in the red zone, you gotta you gotta have positive yards. But on that third and goal, when we threw it to Cole, you know, we didn't come away with the touchdown. And and then you know we come out like you said, we get three points. And then they they end up getting that that long screen, and it just kind of went from there. So being able to recover. Now we all that said, you're still in the game. Justin had that big play on fourth and one on the scramble and the special play that he had, and you're right there. And then you know they went down and, and scored again. And so um, we just couldn't recover from that. And it, you could just kind of feel like like I said this morning, touchdowns in the red zone, and then you got to get stops. They didn't have many third downs in the second half, um, and they had too many explosives in that game. Yeah, I, I couldn't believe the math. It was, there were 17 plays at 10 or more for 422 yeah. yards. We had 13 for 200-some, and you'd be, you'd be happy with that too. Uh, but that's an extraordinary amount. So what, what do you think they were doing to create those? Uh, it seemed like they were working your edges pretty good. Yeah, they, they, they did a good job of working the edges, um, you know, getting the tosses on the outside. And then a couple contested catches that they came down with. Obviously, the big one, I mean, when you look at it, Right. They had a what was it? A 50 yard, 50 yard post throw at the end of the half yep. and then an 80 yard throw. That's 130 yards in two plays to the same guy. So um, he's, those a are, good, he's a good one. He's, he's a really good football player. And, and that's not something that when we, we knew that going into it. Um, but those are the ones that, you know, those big explosives, they flipped the field and they scored. You know, they, they ended up getting a field goal off of one and a touchdown off the other. But those are the ones that we got to eliminate. And, you know, the other part too is being able to start getting some takeaways and, and, and flipping the field that way uh, is, is, is going to be something we really need to emphasize and getting those takeaways is, is paramount um, in, in any NFL game. Uh, Justin took a big step, his attitude. You could feel it uh, as you often refer to it. When you watch it, you can feel it the way he was bouncing in the pocket, hanging in the pocket, leaving the pocket, running quickly, uh, when he had that opportunity to see green grass. Uh, there's a lot to break down. We will in our next segment, but in these final 30 seconds before this segment, if you kind of summarize what he did. Yeah, he played fast. His decision-making was great. Um, there was no hesitation. He played confident. Uh, the game is slowing down to him, in my opinion. You can see it. Uh, he was excellent on third down. If, you, if, you're, if you're good on third down in this league, you're going to have a chance. Uh, so growth for him, a lot of great growth yesterday for him. And, and I think we all need to be really excited about that because that's, and then, oh, by the way, he, he rushed for a hundred plus yards. So, um, that's an element that, that really helps us out. Eight of 10 on third down, throwing the football. Uh, he had five first downs and just one sack going into the game, five interceptions, 10 sacks on 45 pass plays on third down, no touchdown. So a big improvement there on the take. Fields was going to do something with it, but it was not this. He's trying to get out of trouble. Breaks out of a tackle left to the 15, 10, 5, end zone, touchdown! Touchdown, Bears! 
22-yard ad-lib play. A broken play turns into six for Justin Fields. Welcome back to the Bears Coaches Show, brought to you by Whipfley CPAs and Consultants, a proud partner of the Chicago Bears. Learn more at whipfley.com. With Matt Nagy, Jeff Joniak. So you just heard the exciting play. Justin Fields, uh, he rocked the building. He rocked the building. The South Dennis Soldier Field was his home. He was looking into the crowd, and everybody saw a glimpse of what the future could be. 9.43 to go in the game, and I know I yelled, we got ourselves a ball game. Uh, the mixed extra point certainly was a downer there, but otherwise it would be tied at 23. Still in a great spot to win this football game. Yeah, that that's one of those special plays that I think we're all going to remember. Um, you know, we, we had a we had a little movement player and naked being able to get on the edge and um, they did a good job of, of, of containing that and taking it away. And sometimes that happens in this league. And so you, you got it's about the players and Justin made a heck of a play on his own. And then guys working on the backside, helping to get some blocks and then finishing with a touchdown. Like you said, you could feel it in the South end zone. You could, you could feel it, you know, uh, everywhere watching it on TV and didn't matter. You could feel it. And so it's one of those moments, one of those plays that we all kind of felt the same thing. And um, to make it what we thought was going to be a tie game, we obviously missed the extra point, but that, that was definitely a special moment. That was the first time since Bobby Douglas in 1973. I don't know if you ever put on some Bobby Douglas highlights uh, when he is that he ran for a, you know a lot of yards in his career. So, yeah. but you don't necessarily want that. You want it balanced. But those big plays are there, and they're there for the taking against defenses. It'll put them on their heels. And when he was on the move, he I think he was perfect throwing the football on design rollouts. And he had uh, 80-some yards of his rushing yards were on those type of plays. Yeah, and when you add that element to his, to his game that he has, and when he, it could be a play action, it could be a drop back. Um, if it's not there, and you see a lot of other quarterbacks that have the ability that he has, they take off and run, and now, now that's a major stressor to the defense. Now you're talking about scramble drills. Now you're talking about, you know, uh, 15 plus yard runs. It's a whole nother element. And he did that yesterday. You got to be able to balance that now with how much and where and, and all that. But the, yesterday, again, Justin grew as an NFL quarterback. And that that's, you know, you hate, you never want to lose and all that. And that's, that's the tough part. But, but Justin grew yesterday and, and we want to, we want him to grow and win. One of my favorite plays was the third and 13. He threw to Marquise Goodwin under a blitz on time in rhythm, picked up 22 yards, let him have some after the catch on that. What'd you think of that one? Yeah. Uh, decision was awesome. Timing was awesome. Accuracy was awesome. Uh, Marquise ran a great route and again, NFL throw. Uh, it's never always a clean, clean pocket. There's always stuff in front of you and he made that throw. So you know, even even starting with his progression and his decision based off the coverage they gave us, that's where we get excited as coaches, and he did it there. You know, Allen Robinson has been a big third-down weapon for you in his years here, and uh, because he got the lion's share of the targets, that's obviously changed to this point of this season so far, but emerging now is Darnell Mooney in that target for third down. He had a couple of more third-down catches, now leads the team in third-down catches. Is it important to develop a uh, a guy that is a go-to guy. A lot of these guys that you see around the league, uh, quarterbacks have a, you know, they need a guy in third down, they're going to this guy. 
Yeah, it's nice to have a few. Uh, and A-Rob has been amazing for us this entire time he's been here. And when you get, you know, a, a, a younger rookie that was in here, uh, like Mooney, who comes in and now is in, you know, not a rookie anymore, he's able to go out there and learn how to play this game. And, and he's done that. Um, and so you have multiple guys that you can rely on, which makes it a stressor on the defense because they got to guard different guys. And so it might be one game that A-Rob gets more, Mooney another, but it was nice to see that yesterday uh, with Darnell and him him starting and building that connection with Justin. Now right, let's talk about the run game because uh, Khalil Herbert uh, was really good again, but did, was there an adjustment at all by San Francisco because there was one series he had four negative runs. I mean, the hats were moving across the line of scrimmage, no question about it. Um, was there an adjustment from your perspective after watching it on your tablet? No, there wasn't an adjustment. There, Some some of that was, um, you know, they, they, they made good plays, uh, you know, and that was rare for sure. I agree. Even watching it on TV when you see, man, you know, they weren't four run plays in a row, but they were four yeah. run plays for losses in that series. That's not like us, let alone losing four. It's one thing to lose one, but to lose four yards on, on three or four of those, that that's, uh, we can't have that. So we're, we're really digging into the tape and, and looking to, like you said, schematically slash execution and all that, tying it together. But uh, I thought Khalil ran the ball really well and he got opportunities and um, th- that offensive line again was, was doing everything they could. Here's Fields. Going to bootleg it, throws, oh. sidearm throw into the end zone for the touchdown. That's Jesse James. Jesse James, what a throw by Fields on the bootleg left. Download the Chicago Bears app to play our new predictor game, Risk It, brought to you by Bet Rivers for your chance to win $250 in free bets in a custom Bears jersey. There was the touchdown throw and a beauty from Justin Fields to Jesse James and an eight-play uh, catch that had a lot to it. So i love for you to break down those plays from your eyes Special quarterbacks are able to go to their left and throw against the grain, and he slots his arm sometimes in different levels, um, which is also not something every quarterback can do. That's encouraging and enticing for me. Can you tell us all about that play? Yeah, so, you know, it's just a a simple bootleg or naked to the left. Um, I thought our tight ends did a really good job of getting good releases, and Cole did a wonderful job of protecting the edge. Jesse got out to the corner. Um, you want a nice sell with the run. And then coming back out, you get a little bit of depth. You got to get your head and eyes around to be able to locate the corner route. Um, and then whoever else is coming into your vision, along with Cole, who's going to bounce back out uh, for, for an opportunity to throw it to him. But Justin, at that point in time, rolling to his left, that that's one of the most difficult throws that you can make as a right-handed quarterback. And so when you go back and slow motion it and you pause it and you look at it, you realize um, – how accurately, how accurate he was with the throw. And then the TV copy, which, you know, we could see was it made it by about an inch off of the defender's fingertips. And then Jesse made a great catch. So you needed a lot of things to happen. And, and, and again, like in those situations, it's about the players making plays and our players made plays right there. That was a, you know, they played good defense. We played better offense is how that went. So um, those touchdown passes, those throws, are all immense confident builders for Justin. The more of those he can have, the more that confidence is going to come out. And I think we all felt it yesterday, and you saw it in the way his emotions. You could see it in the way he played. And um, the more that we get from that, the more that this offense is going to really start taking off and, and doing a lot of good things. 
And uh, that's that's the growth that we really want to see and are excited all about. You're being chased. You're rolling. You're looking. You're running out of real estate. Your target is on a postage stamp because you got to keep it away from the defender. What's the key for the accuracy on that one? Because you can't set your feet, but is it hips? Is it shoulders? What is it? Yeah, it's well, number one, it's practice, which he does that. Coach Flip and them work the, that throw a lot uh, because we have that in, you know, in our game. Uh, but then there's a little bit of feel to it as well. You know, it's like, it's like uh, sometimes it's like a, a a basketball player. They got a guy in their face and they got to shoot a fadeaway three. You know, you got to have some touch. And that's kind of what that was. When you flip those hips around, you got to have, you, you, you got to be able to throw through it. You can't throw across your body. You got to be able to flip the hips around, both your feet are in the air. And then you got to have just great accuracy. And a lot of that is DNA. That's him. You know, some guys have it, some guys don't. He's an accurate thrower. And, and that's a play right there where we needed him to be spot on, and he was. Larry Borm, uh, first start, and then he, they started shoving Nick Bosa over there. Uh, quite the challenge for your first NFL start. Yeah. How do you, you fare? Did really well. I uh, was proud of, uh, of Larry. I thought that uh, it didn't surprise me because he, he prepares himself like he should. Uh, he's well coached, and his teammates do a great job of, of working with him. So um, he's only going to get better uh, because he wants it and he has it in him. He's a big guy. He's athletic for his size. Uh, and like I said, he cares. So when you have that, again, another rookie that to me is only going to get better every rep he gets. I know you're getting a lot of questions about future and where this goes after a three-game skid and where you're at and so forth. But I'm assuming I know the answer to this. Does the message change? Does the process change? No, nothing changes. Uh, but what we need to do is we need to just you know make sure we're, we're extremely focused with the details, just the little things. And then it's about it's about finish. Uh, we played, you know, three quarters yesterday, two and a half quarters, three quarters. It's about finishing. Um, it's about these 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 phases playing together. There's no easy game in the NFL. Uh, you, you can't say that. We we got to come out every week and know whoever we're playing. How are we going to win? And and that's what we got to do. And again, I have ultimate belief in every single one of these guys in that locker room players, all the coaches that are, that are here. Um, in times like this, we get tested. Um, we, we, we stay tight. Uh, we, 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 we speak the same language. We practice hard because how you practice is how you play. And then on game day, you go do it. Uh, and so we got a, you saw a team yesterday in the 49ers that lost four in a row and they came back yesterday and got a win. So, um, we need to, Go one and zero. We need to beat Pittsburgh in a hostile environment on prime time Monday night, and uh, we got to do it together. And that, that's the only thing we can control right now is doing that. All right, you get the Steelers, uh, tough-minded coach, tough football team. You know what you're getting from a pass rush pressure standpoint in a running game, and then of course yeah. Big Ben. No, they, they for sure. I mean, they got they they got a coach that's been there a long time that that does a, a wonderful job. They got a quarterback that's been there a long time that's won a lot of big games. Um, and I think, you know, what a, what a big win for them yesterday uh, against Cleveland. So they're going to be coming in with a lot of confidence. Um, and we got to, we got to, again, understand playing together, playing tough, being mentally tough, physically tough, and doing whatever we need to do to, to I don't care however it is, but by one point win the game. All right, Matt, good health to you. We'll talk to you later this week. Thank you. Thanks, Jeff. See you. Come watch the Bears game at Legends Bar and Grill in Mokina next Monday night at this week's official Miller Lite Chicago Bears watch party. Visit chicagobears.com slash fanzone slash watch parties for more information. Welcome back to the Bears Coaches Show. Welcome 
Uh, defensive coordinator Sean Desai, looking back at yesterday's game and looking ahead to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Good evening, Sean. How you feeling? What's your uh, overall takeaway uh, on what transpired yesterday? Yeah, you know, I don't think uh, defensively in particular, we didn't play uh, up to our standard. Uh, we didn't play the brand of football that we wanted, uh, and that's disappointing. Uh, and it starts with me. And so uh, we're, we're obviously going to get the things that we need to get corrected as a group, as a staff, and uh, with the players, and then look forward to this great opportunity we got on the road, which will be a tough challenge against Pittsburgh. Anything that is a common theme through what happened yesterday and the big plays? You no, know, you know, uh, I would say uh, just a lot of technique and fundamental uh, issues, whether it's a run play with the guy over a gap or getting off blocks. Uh, and making some plays on that on that wide receiver screen, some scramble plays ex- that were extended, and and find some holes in some defenses uh, where we need to be better with our plastering. Uh, so there's a lot of different things, and then they kind of hit us uh, in a lot of different ways. Uh, and those are things that uh, we're going to be looking forward to getting corrected uh, quickly. And, and they tacked the edges quite a bit, tried it a little bit. You got a Keem in there and Eddie though, and the big guys up front. You know, it's probably not the best place for them to go, but. Uh, those pitches, it, it was almost like uh, Army football, pitch right, pitch left, but they were getting to the edges. So with pursuit, how do you get a guy to fundamentally, technique-wise, score up and make those plays? Well, I think you know part, part of uh, getting to the edges is making sure that we have good edges in our defense, uh, whether that's, uh, you know, usually falls in the outside linebacker room or defensive back, uh, to making sure that we're setting the edges uh, firmly and not getting wide in there. So then, like you said, we can force cutbacks into the meat of our defense. Uh, and then uh, from a stack backer position and a safety position, the guys that are stack fitting, uh, they got to be able to feel and tempo uh, those linemen coming up quick on them and getting over the top. And then when you do that, there should be some gap exchanges with the D linemen where they need to be able to rip and run as well uh, and set leverages and, and win their gaps. In terms of pressure of the last few weeks, obviously you have some great quarterbacks. This game, a very good offensive line. Uh, anything that uh, you looked at from a pressure point of view, because there weren't weren't a lot of pressure on Jimmy Garoppolo yesterday. No, yeah, you know we didn't we didn't get to him uh, as much as we would have uh, liked to. The first half we, we played some pretty good defense and held him to some field goals there, uh, but the second half we didn't really have any many opportunities on third down. You know we had the big third down, uh, and then we didn't we didn't uh, get him to third down really until the four minute situations towards the end of that uh, end of the game there. So we got to do better on first, second down, and we got to earn the right to pressure the quarterback. And then uh, we got to be able to mix it up on first, second, and also bring a little bit more pressure uh, where we're still sound in the run defense. You know, just like Akeem brought up yesterday in post game, and then just looking at it now myself, just with a minute and a half to go before halftime, 133 yards of offense and six points, you're feeling really good. And I honestly thought, gosh, they weren't in a hurry for that final drive before halftime. The clock is running. I'm thinking, are they are they not going to try and even get in field goal position? Is there any tendency when the defense is also seeing that that you relax a little bit? I know you can't. Yeah, no, you know, I don't think we relaxed. Uh, you know, I just think they caught us in a coverage uh, in split safety coverage, or they had a, a, a post route, you know, against one of our corners, and uh, you know, we didn't execute with our technique there, and it was a 50-50 ball, and obviously Depot Samuel came came down with it, uh, and then. Uh, we didn't get the help to the corner that we needed to get. And that was a technique and fundamental issue. We need to get corrected, and we will get corrected there. Quite frankly, you know, that that was the way the 49ers are going to run their two-minute drill. You know, part of, part of the way they run their two-minute, and you look at it throughout the season, is trying not to get the ball back to the other team, whether it's the end of half or end of game. And so they're very patient, 
uh, Kyle Shannon does a great job in terms of being patient uh, in the two minute. And so we expected that patience. We had an opportunity on third and four to get off the field there. And, and we, we didn't get off the field. We lost a one-on-one on the slant route there. Select single-game Bears tickets are available. Cheer on the Monsters of the Midway live at Soldier Field this season. Visit chicagobears.com slash tickets for more information. Here with Bears defensive coordinator Sean Desai looking at the game yesterday, and we'll also take a look at the Pittsburgh Steelers coming up here in a moment. Uh, one other thing on uh, the, the defense and what you faced, did they do anything drastically different in the second half uh, in terms of their scheme? Uh, I wouldn't say in terms of their scheme. I think they came out uh, and tried to tempo us a little bit, um, and they went to a little bit uh, empty. But you know, we we kind of lead the league in empties against us, empty empty uh, formations against us. So we expected some empty because they they had hit us on some of those uh, or tried to get us, and we actually played pretty good on some of those in the first half. Uh, and they just tried to get the ball out fast. You know, they didn't let the rush going. There was a lot of quick game uh, where there was rhythm passing and tried to uh, hit some spots that were some easy throws for the quarterback. Uh, and we weren't able to disrupt them. And so they got some chunk yardage, whether it was an eight-yard gain or an 11-yard gain, and got themselves into some manageable second-down situations. Why do you think teams uh, have trended in that direction against you in that regard, like you just said? Uh, with the empty? Yeah. Uh, I, th- I think, you know, one thing empty does is it, it uh, forces teams to sometimes show their coverages. Uh, and, you know, we're, 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 uh, we're a mix of coverage where we like to show split safety and play some post-safety defenses. And we like to use that disguise. Uh, if you're pressuring, it shows your pressure. So I think for them, it negates the pass rush, and they're able to get the ball out quick and try to not let the big guys up front hunt a little bit. And so we got to be tighter to those routes, and we have to uh, change up kind of who we're bringing as the rushers. With Eddie Jackson going down to the second play of the game, did it alter a plan you may have had? Well, you know, uh, anytime one of your starters uh, goes down, you, you need to be uh, cognizant of that. And, you know, we've got a next man up mentality in DHC and uh, Tease Tabor fulfill that role uh, at the other safety spot for the rest of the game. He did a sufficient job, and, and we'll just continue to uh, grow and improve there as well and, and get the continuity back there with the communication that we want to be able to get. Are you concerned at how much rushing yards are, are piling up here in the last four weeks? Yeah, you know, I think that's always a concern. You know, we, we want to play good run defense, and it starts with up front and being physical. You know, the first half of that game, I thought, I thought we did a pretty good job versus the run. You know, we gave up one run play. Uh, for about 27 yards in the first half. But the second half, uh, they leaned on us again. You know, and they, they found us in some situations where we got cut out of some gaps and uh, hit the perimeter uh, and forced us in some situations where we need to swarm a little bit better than we did. And so, yes, uh, to answer your question, the run defense will improve and we need to make sure that our, our guys are able to process that and I got to get them in situations where they're the proper leverages to make those plays. What are some positives that came out of this? Uh, obviously, when you lose, you don't, you don't want to just dwell all on the negative. There's got to be things. Sure. Building blocks for the next game. Yeah, no, I, th- I think there are. There's, there's always some building blocks. Like I said, we, we played a pretty good defense in that first half. You know, and you, you, held, you held a good offense to some limited yards. We know some places that we need to improve. Even after the big wide receiver uh, screen in the second half that they on that third and 20, uh, we got them to third down in the red zone. You know, so you played good first, second down defense down on the two-yard line. Uh, but you got to win on that third down. And, and that's that's the thing that we want to continue to build on is uh, there's instances of us playing really good football. Now the challenge is to be uh, consistent for 60 minutes, to, to bring that brand of football for the whole 60 minutes of the game. Uh, on a run like Elijah Mitchell, I think it was a, a 39-yarder. I don't remember the exact, but at that point in the game, you're also trying to get the ball back. And so guys are trying to rake at it. It, it is a 
tricky thing because you need a possession to, to at that point in the game. But at the same time, you know, if you could keep them off the board, you know, it's a, a real interesting situation. What is your coaching points on, on that run? Yeah, uh, the first thing is, one, we got to make sure that the first guy gets secures the tackle. Uh, and then the cavalry's got to come to, like you said, hold them up and try to punch the ball out. But the first guy has to secure the tackle. You know, they out-leverage us, and, and we had some uh, fit issues there. But the first guy that's, that's in on that tackle needs to make sure they're wrapping up and holds the guy up until the rest of the guys come. I looked at, uh, I think it was play six of the game, Eddie Goldman disengaged his guy, came in, made a really nice play, uh, a powerful play. Now that he's had several games, I think he had 30 snaps yesterday. Are you are you seeing more of those coming? And how important would those type of plays be to deter their interest, uh, the opposition, and in going inside there? Yeah, no, I think I think Eddie, like you said, it, uh, he's still been getting his feet wet. He's getting better each week, and this this was one of his better games with his hands and his physicalness at the point of attack. And so, yeah, we we expect him to continue to grow that way, and that that'll continue to help the interior of our run defense. And, and that, that'll, again, probably uh, force some people to try to run on the perimeter where we got to make sure we're secured there. And what was it, uh, the impact of having Akeem back? Uh, you know, a guy, a veteran like that, his mindset and his approach, it's always a positive impact to have him back. He's a physical presence, obviously, down the middle of the defense, and uh, he likes to play a certain physical type of football. And so uh, we'll continue to grow with him there as well. Our final moments here on the Bears Coaches Show with Sean Desai, the Bears defensive coordinator, as we get you set for the Pittsburgh Steelers as well. One, one thing real quick, you know, before every season, everybody's got the high hopes that everybody stays healthy, everybody plays to their level. But I don't even know, you may know, how many snaps you've had with Hicks and Roquan and Khalil Mack and Quinn and Eddie Jackson on the same field at the same time. It hasn't been much this year. Um, obviously that's out of everyone's control. You go about it, but you just wonder what it would be like if they could have a consistency of all those guys together at the same time. Yeah, no health, health for sure in this league matters. Uh, but like you said, uh, there's really no time for us to wonder and hope and wish for it. And so we, we got to do the best with the guys that we've got and we like the guys that we got and we got to continue to develop them and, uh, integrate them, uh, with everybody else. Cause the, the biggest thing when you talk about health issues is, is working as 11 is one because you know, guys get a lot of reps together with each other. They know how each other play. They communicate well with each other. And then when you get new uh, moving pieces in there, uh, you got to uh, ramp up the learning time uh, and make sure everybody's still on the same page. And so that's, that's usually the biggest challenge when guys are injured, but I think we've got the coaches and the players to do that. And uh, you know, we obviously we feel the urgency to make sure that gets done. Uh, sooner than later. All right, time to look ahead. Brought to you by Bet Rivers, the official sports book partner of the Chicago Bears. That's the Pittsburgh Steelers. The first thing you think of when you think of the Steel City, especially on the road, uh, a, a rabid fan base and a really tough-minded football team with a tough-minded head coach. Yeah, that's exactly right. And they got, obviously got a, a future Hall of Fame quarterback there. It's going to be a great challenge for us. Uh, you know, they're they're a team like you said that kind of knows how to win. You know, they've won a lot of games, obviously, in Coach Tom's career, but even throughout that organization. So, uh, you know, we, we got to make sure that we're uh, dotting our I's and crossing our T's and making sure that we're fundamentally and te- technically sound to go ahead and win a road game, a tough road game on a, in a tough place to play. Yeah, Coach Tomlin, you know, a similar path to yours, you know, a, a young coach worked his way up to become a head coach. Quite the career he's had there. Yeah, no, he, he's tremendous. He's kind of... Uh, there's there's a couple guys that you would say, as a, especially as a young coach, that you would kind of model 
your career off of it. He's one of them. He, he kind of knows how to win. He gets the best out of his players every year, regardless of circumstance or situation. And uh, they just play consistently good football. And so that's obviously a credit to him and the way he's helped uh, continue to build that Steeler tradition over there. Here's our uh, nugget for the Pittsburgh game. Najee Harris, the rookie running back with 294 yards and two touchdowns over the last three games. All right, so that's one place to, to start right there because he's been he's in the top 15 in the league in yards from scrimmage right now. Yeah, for sure. He, he's a, a dynamic uh, running back, uh, and, he, and he can do some things out of the backfield in terms of the pass game as well. So uh, we're going to have our hands full there. we got to make sure that we're really sound and physical and be able to uphold that brand for 60-plus minutes in that game to stop him. And then the, the next factor is obviously the Ben factor, the big Ben factor. And so we need to make sure, obviously, that we're tight in our coverage responsibilities and be able to impact Ben as, as many ways as we can with rush, coverage, and disguise. How do you feel his game has changed now that he's on you know, the tail end of what has been a great career? What you still see is you still see the arm talent. You still see the physicalness. Uh, he's not an easy tackle. He's never been an easy tackle. He's a big, thick guy. Uh, who can extend plays, the more and more comfortable he gets with the skill guys around him and, and all that, you see the plays that he's able to make. So we got to make sure that we're we're prepared and playing at a high level. All right, Sean, appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Talk you down the road. Thanks, Jeff. That's going to do it for tonight's Bears Coaches Show. I want to thank our producers, Jordan Treadup and Dan Brilli, and Keith Johnson working the board in our WBBM studios. For head coach Matt Nagy and defensive coordinator Sean Desai, I'm Jeff Joniak. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll have the Bears and Steelers coming to you from Pittsburgh. Our pregame gets underway at 420, kickoff at 715 on Monday night. That'll do it on News Radio 1059 WBBM. Good night.